da 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 Welcome to Four Times the Chickety Charm, where niche is neat. I'm your producer, Ben, your director, Matt, alongside Whoa. me, and oozing Ooh, up yeah. is our Shea Butter himself. It's my, 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 Monty. So, so. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Matt, how was your week? My week was decent. I had a yeah. lot of, of things I had to handle involving family, but it all worked out. Yay! So, you know, it's all it's all up and up. I'm reading a new book. It's inspiringly well written. I think I'm finally gonna break out of my lit RPG um, uh, hyperfixation for at least one book, and uh, that's saying something. So. You know, we're, we're, we're living in a wonderful new world. You should look up, and I'd like to do an episode on this once I can finally cut through the incredibly dense literature of it. But okay. Thomas Hertog sure. released On the Origin of Time, Stephen Hawking's Final Theory. Yeah. And, bruh, it's, it's blowing my mind. I'm like a third of the way through. It's dense as hell. What but, what what's something from it that has inspired your mind? It, it's basically going through a history of our conception of our place in the universe, and sure. so it's introducing a lot of concepts that I'm already familiar with, but it's placing them into a context I don't think we really appreciate. And Could I you think give me it an example gives you a much more worldly view. It 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 puts you. In the position, it it guides you through the history of our perception of time, without not without bias, but 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 with the information that you're given, right? So it starts very early on with early like Greek philosophers, and it moves forward from there. So I, I've gotten to the point where we've discovered black holes. Okay. So that's cool. Uh, but it because it guides you through each discovery, whether it's maybe right or maybe wrong, but what was most popularly accepted theory yeah. at that time. Gives you more perspective. Yeah, because it shows you the weird batshit things we thought were real. And not just... And and not just like a layman, but like the top scientists of their era, and I it's it's a bit of a humbling read, if anything, well, because it highlights how little we truly yeah. know and understand. That uh, that makes me question how much you thought we you knew we understood. <laughs> you understand nothing. Uh, you know nothing, right? I know nothing. Well, you know, but you know a very this small book amount. does a great job of highlighting how little nothing you know. Oh, I guess. In a sense. I, I, I respect that notion. Monty, what's yeah. up, dog? What's up? Oh, that's racist. <laughs> Are you calling me a dog? Yeah, yeah, Ben, what are you trying to say? Monty, tell me something about your week. Well, I can uh, tell you something about Monty's week. You were just racist to him. <laughs> All right, well, we're just going to move on then. Monty well, has... Well, Ma- no, Monty, so how was your week, buddy? We Friend humanoid. celebrated uh, Mother's Day over the oh, weekend. Oh, that's right. So to all the moms out there, uh, happy belated. 
Um, but yeah, uh-huh. I got to watch uh, finally. Um, Matt's gonna be disappointed when I say this. I finally watched Young Frankenstein in the full. Oh, and it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> oh no, another one. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, I don't like that movie. It's Why don't you movie. like Young Frankenstein, Matt? It feels too long, and I feel like it's a little uh, overly written compared to Mel Brooks's other comedies. Um, I think there's just there's there was too much on the screen and on the page that it loses a lot of its entertainment value for me compared to his other work. Um, I thought it was pretty hilarious, like for uh, uh, like a spoof it's got on Frankenstein. Good... It's got good moments, but just it, compared to his other stuff, it doesn't do it for me. It's just, it's I don't know. It's there's a little too much happening. But I, I, I acquiesce. I, th- I know I'm the odd man out with that one. I don't, I don't think I've met anyone who puts it as low as I do in in Mel Brooks's cr- uh, chronology or film film filmography. Yeah. Well, that and also listening to some. HP Lovecraft. Ooh, so what? What so, did you? Because yeah. so last week we talked about you. You started listening to In the Mouth of Madness, right? Oh no, 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 no! Oh. I finished the Reanimator series. Yeah, Reanimator, which was really good. Um, I and went to check Call? out. I watched that. Or listened uh, to. I listened for... to Call Call of yeah. Cthulhu. We yeah. haven't watched and, Call of Cthulhu yet. We will at some point in the podcast. And then I started to install the game Call of Cthulhu. Okay, um, but. It was, uh, I just entered the, the fisherman town, which kind of reminds me of, like, I read a little bit about Dagon and, yes. um, yeah. Well, that's, like that's, if I remember around. correctly, that's Ismith, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so the plot of Dagon, which we'll eventually review in two, in two weeks, three weeks, mm-hmm. um, is, is not based on the short story Dagon, but based on, um, Shadows Over Ismith, the town that you visit in Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, there's like yeah. there's like not necessarily an inherent order at which you should read all of the H.P. Lovecraft stories, but there's like the what you know as a reader really changes based on the order you read them in. Yeah, the perspective and everything like that. Yeah, so. like having like reading. I read Call of Cthulhu as one of like the last books I ever read of Lovecraft, last stories of Lovecraft I ever yeah. I ever read, um, which I think really kind of changes. Because you know so much about the universe by the time you read that one that a lot of things are in context. Is that like supposed to be the core of it, the, of the Lovecraft verse, or what? Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Um. There's no. I don't think there's any inherent core. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a matter of like what's really popular. Um. I yeah. think there's the essentials for Lovecraft, which are uh, Dagon, Shadow Over Ismith, Color Out of Space. Um, Call of Cthulhu, At the Mountains of Madness, um, probably, even though it's not great, uh, Herbert West Reanimator, um, those are the ones I'd probably put near the top of the list, at least, at least personally, not necessarily in quality order, but in, um, how much I think they're relevant, but there's a whole, there's a whole other portion of Lovecraft's work that deals with the dream cycle and a whole, and the whole other, layer of the lovecraftian world oh also the dunwich horror um the curious case of dexter ward is that's probably one of the most fascinating ones because how long it is to compared to the rest of the stories 
but at the at the mountains of madness i think is probably the one i would say i would recommend reading almost above anything else um when it comes to like find it if it's in that collection that i can't believe it wouldn't be oh the cats of ulther which ben inspires the uh the band ulther indeed (laughs) um the color out of space is another great one another great adaptation an adaptation that i think is better than the um the the original story but the original story unlike herbert west's reanimator holds up so much better and it's not racist true true so leading from that i did have kind of a lovecraftian week i actually went and watched uh beyond reanimator the final or up the most recent installment of the reality. Oh, how 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 is Beyond? Re- I still have, I have not Whoa, watched. Okay, any okay, of okay wait, wait. This is bleeding over now. This okay, is all right. Over are we going in, oh. in the next week's discussion episode. for another week? Okay. Today right. we're talking about wrestling figures. Wait, but 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 before we get to wrestling figures, don't we need to hear about your assignment? Yes, indeed. So I watched. Yeah, you had homework, motherfucker. <laughs> I did, and 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 I and I did not just watch the endless i excelled because matt i realized about halfway through okay i've seen this movie before oh shit oh no are you serious i think i made you watch it with me at some point i think we were very very tired you you didn't oh I, i remember watching this years years ago but i didn't remember anything up until the Latino dude hanging himself. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> that I remember. And from then on, I was like, Oh yeah, it's this movie. Yeah. It's a great, it's a good Re-watching movie. Watching it. I liked it a lot more than I did. Oh, this okay. is the 2017, okay. the end. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I certainly hope that's what the one you watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 The, the time loopy one. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, the 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 basic conceit of it is that these two guys Brothers. escape from an apparent cult like 10 years beforehand yeah yeah their lives haven't gone the way they wanted to and so one of them who was too young to really understand what was happening at the time encourages his brother to go back to the cult and Everything is not quite as it seems. It seems that the supernatural is actually quite natural. Whoa. Uh, that, that's, that's a great like, tagline. I don't think that's in the movie, but it should be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I rewatched the movie. Okay. And I have a pretty heady take on it that I'd oh, like I'm, your thoughts on, Matt. I'm ready because the, the Endless uh, is actually part of a trilogy of films. Um, so I will take into account what you say and relate it back to the larger, um, endless universe. I feel like, okay, let's hear it. Mm, I'm ready. My body's the creature that is controlling everyone that sits like above the one that's like above or or in the water. That's that's just perpetually there. Okay. Okay. I think that is the director of the movie. Ooh, okay. Well, so you're saying he, they, the directors put themselves in the movie? I'm saying that the director or the writer or like the ethereal producer's production, the, the movie itself, 
the creator of the movie is the alien because it's it's some sort of ethereal creature that's mm-hmm. making these people do these things repeatedly okay and so like a very dark truman show yes exactly oh, except okay, we don't I get like that it. extra layer peeled back where they get to truly escape because to escape is to not be in the movie anymore so you're saying you're saying it's kind of like how you're similar to why in the mouth of man this is a perfect yeah. movie in a way yeah, yeah. Th- this movie is just highlighting all of the horrible things that filmmakers do to huh. the characters in their movies and they choose to let the two main characters have a happy ending, but that doesn't mean they escape because there is no escape. It's a movie. Everyone is a part of it. Like them getting out as a MacGuffin. Mm. Now that's a good perspective. Now I, I haven't seen the other movies in the franchise. This is pretty Resol- heady. And it's resolution and synchronic are the other two. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like the the whole cyclical fact and and there's one scene in particular okay two scenes actually where this old footage from the 40s is showing them footage of themselves mm-hmm. but if you look at the footage Matt it's not footage of some ethereal being as we see in other parts of the movie it's the exact shot that they just showed because mm. it's resetting not just because it's resetting but because the camera is what the monster sees like we are the monster every time we yeah. replay the movie we're watching it again the the guy who hangs himself with the motorcycle he he explains it he's like yeah they're just watching us for some sick perverted pleasure of theirs like we like our earth is the monster. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I mean, the, the one part that's not quite reconcilable. Okay. Is the fact that the two main characters do age, but yep. I think that at the same time, that's it, it's because they're the focus of the story. Right. Yeah, and it's, so it's those are the two guys that are protect. Those are the two guys with plot armor, as opposed to everyone else in the movie, who are being abjectly tortured by yep. the filmmakers. Those are the two guys where they're like, "Well, yeah, they're our main characters. We'll treat them well." Yeah, of course they get to leave. Uh, of of course they got to age and they got to live their lives, because otherwise mm. this would just be a torture porn film. So anyway, yeah. that's my take on it. I quite enjoyed the movie. It wasn't my favorite movie in the world. Uh, I feel like the main characters were written so insipidly stupidly. Uh, but yeah. once again, if the movie itself is a sort of unconscious or subconscious player in the film, that sort of covers for it. It still doesn't make it super enjoyable to watch when they're doing every single horror movie trope in the book. But hey, you know. I enjoyed it. I I give it, I give it three out of four charms and maybe four out of five quality. All right. Yeah, that's a good. I I mean, I think I genuinely agree with your review. 
Um, I I saw I saw it much more for its like on the surface like this is just a Lovecraftian monster alien that can create this this sphere of repetitive time um, and is sustained by the worship of the people who live within the region um, almost as like a sacrifice to keep the the creature contained instead of it letting it envelop the entire planet um, and Moorhead and um, what what is his brother's name? Oh wait, I actually Brinson. have one more point to make. Oh. Wait, one more point. Yeah. Uh, in the cabin where they see footage of them being filmed. Yeah. By this being, you look at all the film canisters, and they date back to like the forties. Yeah. But there's no sort of, and presumably before that, but so that if it's so- only, but if if it's only taping these things for its own enjoyment that means it wasn't taping it before so presumably this being acting the way it is 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 based on the need for there to be film well the once again the oldest loop we see in the movie is like 1800 mm, we don't know that yeah we do based on what based on the director saying it in interviews well, the director's fucking wrong. <laughs> the, direct- <laughs> I mean, not- the directors have detailed... They, they directors, both Moorhead and Benson, have uh, detailed uh, information and plots for every loop and the entire, like, entire story is deeply mythologized. I don't care. Oh, sure. Okay. All right. Hey, and I, then, okay, the funny okay, thing I, is, is I, the, I, first, the first movie actually is shown from the perspective of that unseen film canister person. So in resolution, we actually follow an unseen antagonist. Who's the one controlling the camera. Was that, is that what you're telling me? They said, or is that what you're just saying? Or is that well, what that's, you're saying? I'm that's, saying that's, that's what's in resolution. That's what the movie's about. That's also what they said. And that's also what you're seeing. I oh, think, okay. I think I, I think your worldview is cohesive to some degree with what is defined by Benson, uh, Benson and Moorhead, who are also the two main actors in the movie. They wrote, directed and starred in the movie. Um, but that's because, yeah, I, I just, I, I think they, they see something bigger because they created it, but sure, I don't but think what you're seeing is not the same thing. Sure. And it's All I'm different. saying though, and this is for anyone who's analyzing art is that whatever the creator says You're is not necessarily true. It's up to well, your interpretation. Yeah. And that's what makes the, it art. The movie was gifted to you so that now it's yours. It's yours it, to play That's with. right. Although I am intrigued to see their uh, detailed lore. Maybe we'll have to check this out later. I Until then, will. Matt, what's my movie for next week? Uh, hold on. Matt died. Okay. So Matt died, which I Wait, guess I'm, means I'm back. Yeah, oh Matt's back. Okay. What's up, Matt? Hi. What's I, up, dog? I don't know my shoes. Great. I want no more context on that. Um what movie am I to watch before next week? I I think to to bring things together, um, it's it's now now I'm like we're trying to remember what movies you have seen. 
There was one movie you were desperate for me to watch last week, and you said, oh my god, I should have made this the movie to force you to watch. Oh, yeah, which coincides well with uh, both the color tone and the uh, the kind of thematic nature of our next movie. It's uh, Alex Garland's Annihilation. Oh, yeah. Are you sure about that, Matt? Yeah. Unless I said something else after the episode, because that's a movie I really want you to watch. I think I recall you did say you, you did say a different movie. What movie was it? I can't tell you, Matt, because yes, it's not fun. No, I I'm very <laughs> exhausted from. It was from it was working. a movie that was that's actively in theaters. Not oh, Bo is afraid. Yeah. I, I wanted you to see that regardless of it being a recommendation. Well, you, instead, you I'm going to have to see Annihilation this week. So No, you should. I, fuck that. Go see. If, if the only way for me to get you to actually see that movie in a theater is to force you to do it by making you publicly promise to go and do it, then yes, that will be the forceful promise. But okay. is that movie, the, like, do you need to be in the theater? Is it one of those films that yeah. you suggest? In my opinion, that... Bo is Afraid is a film that needs to be seen in a theater, hopefully with an audience. At this point, that might be hard to achieve, but it needs to be seen in a theater. The all right, well, it, it, it's like climax for next you know, Ga- week. Any Gaspar Noé film watched on a TV or a, a screen is not going to capture the same engrossing intensity as it is when it's on a screen larger than you. Next week, a, wow, it's been decided. I am going to watch Annihilation. What? Hey, no. Whoa. All right. <laughs> Bo is afraid. And so watch both. moving on now. We can watch... still watch Bo is afraid later. No, bad. he should like, watch Bo is afraid. Like, it's going to be out of theaters. I wanted to talk about Guardians, but all the ticket was sold out this past weekend as well. Really? I yeah, watched I, Guardians I, of the Galaxy 3. It made me cry. It did, right? Yeah. It's a great I mean, film. Yeah, I want to see it. It's made it's made as much money in the its first ten days in the box office as Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Media made in its entire theatrical run. That's not a strong barometer, Matt. Hey, I mean, it made that's it's I, good. I, I mean, it's good I mean, for the I hear MCU. It's a great movie, but you know, it's good for the MCU. Is what I'm saying. Like it, it proves that like there there's are still good juice movies. left to squeeze yeah there's good film left like the tv shows Too bad have all been the guy excellent. who made it is going to make all of the dc films now well but this was his goodbye movie which i think is gives it a lot of a lot of power and who knows if he's gonna fuck up those dc movies or not we'll see so far the, that franchise in the universe has been unmakeable yeah, all of the only good saying... DC movies are the ones that don't fit into the current like cinematic universe. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We're not going into Marvel and DC. We're not. It's more this. interesting than action figures. <laughs> Matt, I made a promise <laughs> two years ago, and so today, sans hijacking, we are going on a five figure discount. <laughs> okay. God, I have an Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome no, to five. Welcome. Uh, sorry, I gotta do it like my action figure history voice. One second. <clears throat> Wait. Decrease the quality of your microphone first, <laughs> so that it lines up more with the first episode. Hello, everyone. Oh God, it's real. Ben. And welcome to five-figure discount. 
I this is about as much eardrums. This is incredible. <laughs> okay, so last time when we were on five figure discount, I gave everyone a brief history of action figures. Brief. Uh, and rather than transform that in any way, I just kind of droned on and on and on and on and on about it. Well, so I'm not going to do would... that today. You gave um, you gave a, a lore based deep dive. It was an I ep- did. it was like it was like a TV episode where the only part of the episode is the exposition. Yeah, exactly. So like a bad show. No, we're not, not going to do that. I'm going to build you up. But I do want to talk about how people interact with toys. Uh and Me and, and figures. It's I I was taking a deep dive into the Are you history about action figures, not that to- those toys, Matt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's that's the third episode of Five Figure Discount. Oh yeah, that's episode three. When we get to episode two hundred and two, we I'm will not have agreeing a to that. Deep I'm not agreeing to that on the history of sex toys. I'm not agreeing to that. Ben has officially agreed, just like he's gonna go and watch <laughs> Bo is Afraid this week, and probably also watch Annihilation. Talk about two truths and a lie here. Hey. Uh, we don't play I, that game on this podcast. I looked back at the history of toys. And what I found is that history is generally pretty boring. Because, um, you know, children, for a large part of history, have been kind of treated like shit. <laughs> frankly. <laughs> oh, I'm glad this is how the energy we're bringing into this. Yeah. Uh, and, and I looked at when things really started to get popping. I feel like a good place to start is in the middle of the 19th century when American tin toys first burst onto the scene. You know, these are really cool, complex uh, of their era. We start getting into toy fads, which from what I can tell really wasn't so much a thing beforehand. So you got tin toys, you have creepy dolls, which creepy dolls yeah, that's are just been around forever. perpetual. Like they've been around forever. Yeah, people the have been OG, hand-knitting terrifying the creepy creatures. Dolls. And as you move into the 20th century, it's like a teddy bear or, mm-hmm. you know, nothing super uh, engaging. Yeah. Uh, Japan doesn't start their weird collecting boom and Americans aren't interested until yep. they start making salt and pepper shakers after the second world war. Cause they have a bunch of steel and coal deposits. So they're like, let's do something with this guys yeah, and make a bunch of money. Figure and they it out. succeeded, especially with the second wave of tin toys. Okay. Uh, it's not really until we get to the build Lily, which is the predecessor to Barbie that we start to see toys coalesce into what they become today analog toys not like digital on your phone games you mean we're not having a discussion on nfts today not yet that's episode four oh i figured episode episode 303 <laughs> that's right yeah so these uh, are all locked in he's now agreed because he agreed that that one's going to come for episode three just putting that out there if, uh, so well, if ben you can, can remember ben has, if ben you has can remember consented. that matt yeah. For by episode two oh two and tell me that then, then I'll agree to do that. Okay. And it's gotta be it's gotta be an exhaustive deep dive. So Barbie begets G.I. Joe. 
Okay. And even though G.I. Joe is not the first action figure, that would be James Bond action figures, which we talked about last time. It's really Star Wars. Yeah, well, That introduces IP integration into action figures. Like, true general... Like, true is blue. Here is an action figure we're selling to help you go out to the movie and buy even more Star Wars shit. Go deeper. The the Star Wars action figure line really is what created and sparked the modern day action figure toy scene. And I know that that sort of goes without saying, but I think once again with perspective, we sort of lose that idea of, you know, none of this really needs to be here. True. And that Star it's Wars there really to created money. its own genre of toy that's ultimately a marketing gimmick, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's part of the reason of why the history of wrestling figures and why the history of figures in general is kind of boring is because ultimately mm-hmm. they don't exist for artistic expression. Sure. They don't even exist for the children. They really just exist to make money. But what's important isn't what the figures are made for. Much like an artist cannot tell you the meaning of a painting and be 100% right. It's up to your interpretation. What's important is the memories you share with those figures or those toys you know, your your growth alongside those. So let me start with Monty. What were some toys that you had as a kid that you really enjoyed playing with? Uh, okay, so funny, funny you, you brought this up. Um, I was watching like some of the, because I studied, I, most of my childhood was in, in Taiwan because I was sent back to study uh uh, Chinese in, in my earlier years. Um, and I think uh, last week I was actually going watching uh, old 80s uh, commercials, television commercials when I was in Taiwan. And it brought back a lot of toy memories. My first toy, I don't know if it considers an action figure, but I got my uncle to buy me the Voltron. The entire oh, yeah. the five yeah. like it was all metal um yeah it was solid uh all five lions that i got um <gasps> i then had my other uncle they were buying me a ton of stuff uh get me my first he-man action figure oh hell yeah uh, and then we i got um uh some of the the there's these Japanese uh, this Japanese cartoon that we used to watch is kind of like you know a uh, Japanese anime like those mech stuff but I I never got a gun was it like Ultraman no 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 it's it's kind of like so there are three characters and my cousins and I we all like had our favorite character mm-hmm. and my guy was my cousin was the tank. Okay. She, she uh, sorry, was the helicopter that transforms into a mech. 
Um, and, uh, because she's the only girl, and she and, like. And this isn't girl. Transformers, right? This is not Transformers. Okay, I robots. I can't find it anymore. Um, well, this like, is a call to our happened. listeners to find this Ramonti. Yeah, it's like, and then there's uh, one is a tank that transforms into like a, a robot with a with tank legs, which I oh, I yeah. liked. Uh, and then there's another one, the main, the, the leader of the group, he has this Jeep that turns into a, a robot. So that's, right, the, that's pretty bad, my yeah. most fondest memory And then, uh, uh, in terms of toys. And then when I came back to Canada, uh, I started to collect uh, Ghostbusters because it was huge. Okay. I had Ecto-1. Technopolis nice. 21C. Yeah. Sorry? Technopolis 21C. Is it? I'm not sure. I don't know Japanese what Japanese mecha is. police anime. I I don't know what the, the name is. I, honestly, I forgot what the name is. But all right. Yeah. But so, yeah, so, when I so, came back, I got I got into like uh, yeah, Ghostbusters and um, what was the other one that I got into? The Transformers, of course. Yeah. So Dude, I, I, I want to yeah. watch that show, Ben. <laughs> but so, yeah, that was, that was my childhood. Uh, so, so yeah. what? Like, how did you play with them, right? Because some people just sort of, you know, do basic stuff. Some people just sort of put them on their wall. Some people do a bunch of batshit stuff with them. So, like for me, ben, of course, ben I grew up with events. Yeah, like, I I grew up with wrestling figures, and so I had a smoke machine that I would use for pyro. That's so fucking. Oh, I I, I so kept sense. I I kept my um my childhood playmat, you know, like the ones with like the mm-hmm. squishy squares that you can like break apart and piece together. Um, and I yeah, would make yeah. like an entrance stage that you could like ram guys through. I put a lot of effort into this. <laughs> I I used to so when I grew up in Taiwan I would uh, play with my cousins uh, but one of my cousins Jimmy he is big into Barbie um, so okay. I would have my Transformer and He-Man visit his Barbie dollhouse uh, sorry not Transformer Voltron <laughs> so you guys would just like hang out in the Barbie dollhouse yeah yeah That's and then he, he'll, he'll pretend he's making me awesome making my characters uh you know supper or something like that uh but when i came yeah, back is like i played house pretty much but i had the action figure and no one wanted okay. to play with him because he has barbie and they thought it was weird that a boy has a barbie set and stuff like oh, that fuck those so, people. so i played with him and i kept him company and stuff like that but when i came back to canada because i'm an only child um kind of like ben a lot of imagination uh, driving around using the couch as a, a haunted building and have my mm-hmm. Ghostbusters go in and take out some ghosts and stuff like that. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of imagination stuff like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so Matt, I, on the other end of the spectrum, what what did you like to play with? Uh, I didn't. Uh, I never really had action figures as a kid. Um, for like a period of my life, I did the like very basic thing of like playing with army men that my grandpa had. Um, and I mostly just like melting them, uh, because (laughs) they would make fun shapes. Uh, even as a little kid, I thought Toy Story was a dumb movie. 
Um, I liked honestly the only the only like action figure related thing that I ever really got into uh, was building Bionicles. Building Bionicles, I love to do, but then I would just like let them sit there and look at them. The product line that saved Lego. Did it really? Yeah, I didn't know. I thought Bionicle was owned by like some other company. Was it? I'm, I don't know. I thought oh I thought I could be very wrong. Bionicle. Yeah, I, yeah, line of Lego construction toys. Oh, okay. Well, they 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 felt different than Legos and I was I really enjoyed building them. I yeah, I they, there uh, was there was a yep. portion of my life where I did own a bunch of Spider-Man action figures. Uh because there was it used to be a card shop next to my, uh next to this Chinese restaurant in uh in the town I grew up in. And I'd always go in there and buy like Pokemon and magic cards. Um, And then for a long time, when I was really heavily reading X-Men comics and uh, Marvel comics in general, I would get like a couple action figures. I primarily just bought figures of like villains. Um, I think I had like three different statues for the lizard and like two different statues of like Venom. Uh, Those were always like my favorite, but otherwise I didn't. I didn't, I don't know if I I don't know if I had an imagination or I just can't remember having one. Well, it sounds to me like you had an imagination, Matt. You had an imagination for evil things, and you thought about what they could do to people. Yeah, so I'd, I'd, ha- I'd, have, for, I'd have. I'd. I got have, a question for Ben actually, but yeah, yeah finish oh. off. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna just to your point, Ben. I used to have dreams where I was like hanging out with my favorite horror killers. And we would like go on like walks together and kill people. And who, wh- which one was your favorite? Uh, in my dreams or yeah. like as a kid? Not in your dreams. Oh, Freddy. Freddy, Freddy and I would chat and we just had conversations. Tracks. And then, but Jason was always there because I identified with him because he had special needs. He's a good um, listener. Yeah, he was a great time, listener. Bitch. He, yeah, Freddie was the talker. And then every now and then when I'd get really excited um, or I'd have like a really good dream or a very lucid one, Pinhead would show up. And that's when that's when like the dreams were at their best because he would just like him and Freddie would just like banter in my dreams. I can't imagine Pinhead really bantering. Well, what I does mean, Pinhead banter sound like? I, you know, I, I'm not Doug Bradley. Um but it's like, you know, it's him like asking <coughs> Freddy, like, aren't all the kids at math school really mean and stupid? <laughs> and and Freddy being like, yeah, they are. And then and then Pinhead being like, man, I can't really deal with you because you're also a denizen of a hell realm. And then I'd be like, I'm here, too. And they're like, yeah, we like you. And I was like, cool. I have friends. <laughs> so, Ben, when you had your toys, did you ever like hold them when the sh- when you're watching your cartoons or anything like that the closest or, or i ever got wrestling. to that is when i was watching wrestling i would yeah. take the figures and try to go like move for move with like the vhs tape i remember yeah. doing this with undertaker Wait, versus what? kane at wrestlemania 14 that match sucks I did no, no, that no, 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 no. Mania 14 is the only good oh, match they the, ever had. Well, that's, that's the one the good one. one, good oh, one. Okay. Every other one is trash, but that one's great. 
Taker hits him with three tombstones and he still kicks out a three point. Oh yes, that I remember. Yeah, now I remember yeah. that. But so anyway, yeah. so I'd like watch that match and I had the figures and so I would like do it move for move. I don't know why, but I the thing I always liked about wrestling figures was the realism of them. Yeah, and, I, I... And, and, and and like trying to simulate, like not doing crazy moves, but for me it was like okay, wow, look at this guy. He's, like, in the corner, and he's, like, mm-hmm. oh, really selling being injured, you know? <laughs> or, like, whenever they got a new accessory in, I was so excited because it would be, like, a table. You could actually break someone, you know? When I got a breakable table, the coolest yeah. thing ever. I remember my favorite ring accessory I ever got because I saw it on the back of action figure carding. Mm-hmm. for like months it was the coolest thing and finally for christmas i got it it was steel stairs what wait what yeah what? it was like this it was i mean they're plastic but it's like the steps that connect to the ring to let you go up oh, into the wrestling ring okay oh so you got and they the were separate and they could separate like the real steel steps and they had little holes in them that you could grip with. Dude, that's awesome. I thought it was the most amazing thing ever. And this really shows how, you know, even Matt, you're talking about, you didn't collect a lot of figures, but you still collected magic and you still collected Pokemon, which is probably more relevant to the discussion. But, but it, like, it, imagine. But it, wasn't, it wasn't to the same degree that I, I eventually learned what collecting was like as an adult. Sure. But even passively, imagine how effective this is on a child yeah it's it's crack it's crazy i I want to manipulative it's it's a sad aspect of our modern world where we get child children to idolize media figures instead of engaging (laughs) with their tactile world around them but on on the same token yes there is uh i did remember winning a wrestling action figure at this fundraising uh, place, but I don't know the character. But if I describe him, I don't know if you. Ben, yeah, ben pretty will, likely. Ben what, what year he was will, it? What uh, year approximate? Nineties, I guess, like late eighties, early nineties. Okay, cool. Uh, it's one of the, it's those ones that you, you can't really pull. You can't bend their arms or anything like that. Just were they the Were they the big rubber the, ones? Or yeah, the, the small, big rubber ones. Okay. So it's and an he, LJN. Yeah, so he <laughs> has uh, green tights and brown hair, long brown hair, obviously, but up to his neck. And he has, uh, uh, it's not a vest, but you know, like cowboys that have that. Uh, he, I don't know if he, yeah. Okay, I think I got it. He had a cowboy hat and, and stuff with it. I think you are thinking about uh, LJN <laughs> Terry Funk. I'm going to send it to you, Monty, and okay, I okay. want you to know, this, yeah. I, I, I want live. you to tell me if I get it right. See if we can uncover Monty's childhood live on All right, air. just send it. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, he, he's wear, he has a cowboy hat, uh, green okay. tights, uh, yeah. you know, boots, well, I mean, but yeah. uh, he's wearing yeah. something on his body. Not not the lower, like his, his leg is bare. Okay. Yeah, but you're close. He's doing the same pose. So I is remember. it? So is it green? 
Is it green long tights or green, no, short, green short tights? Short tights. Yeah. So green. Undies. Okay. So okay. So green trunks. Yeah. Yeah. With a vest. Yeah, like those cowboy country singer vests. Yeah. And a hat. Yeah, the hat came. So, like yes, exactly. Kind of like. Is that. Fucking I, riveting. I don't know who that wrestler is, but I used to hold him whenever wrestling is on. So. Okay, um, oh, oh my god. This is a throwback episode. I feel like I'm on the first episode of Around the World 20 Questions. <laughs> no, I found it. I can't believe that they had two figures that match this. You're okay. looking at Outback Jack. No, he's got shorts. Oh but my he, god. Yeah, yeah, god but the same vest, you but the suck! Same the same kind of nah, light brown vest, like country sing, think country country music. It was a okay. Jeff Jarrett. Okay, we're gonna no, go no, no, one no. more this time. This is before that. This is like eighties. Like I don't think he was very popular because I, I always hold his action figure, expecting him to be on, but he never came on. So I don't know. Maybe someone donated that into what the if charity. It's like an indie I, I, okay, from I like found it. I found oh, no, it. Oh no 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 no! It's WWF for okay. sure. Yeah. Yep, he is. He was involved in the first WrestleMania main event. This will be the photo of the Instagram The father post. of Randy Orton and <laughs> Cowboy Bob Orton. Yes, that's him. That's there we go. Oh, I got it. Cowboy the third Bob. time was the charm this time. Wow. I'm Cowboy actually Orton. disappointed you didn't fuck that up on yeah. purpose, Ben. Cowboy that Bob, been, baby. That would have been the greatest outro in podcast history. Oh, my God. Ben, but you, you third just... time the charmed it, you piece of shit. <laughs> so... What? Yeah, so, that's who I got. Yes. Oh, it's Bob. Maybe, Orton. maybe we are funny. I feel like even though the IP aspect of these collectibles can be soul sucking, I think it also shows that at least in the case of Monty and I, and in Matt's dreams, we can <laughs> use these IPs to create our own sort of creativity of, of a ways of dealing with trauma. Or ways of dealing with trauma. But it's not just about the IPs. It's about giving children something to interact with. And unlike a video game that has its own story, you can create your own stories through these things. And that's one of the things I I really appreciate about these. And one of the issues I think I had with the first episode is I didn't really understand that for these figures, even if you're interacting with other people, these are your stories. These are your memories. And these are your individual experiences interacting and creating stories with these items. Even if they come from a basis of making money, it's the stories you make with them. One example was that the link I just posted, it's a link that we've seen before. Oh, you found it. Oh, boy. Matt told me. (laughs) <laughs> a long I time looked, ago i looked through our entire chat this whole podcast i was yeah I, yeah i had it from the beginning i just like you whore um <laughs> this is more than what we needed trade 2005 baby if you oh remember God. back at episode one please don't go back and listen but one of the photos i sent matt had a link attached to it <laughs> on Flickr, and <laughs> this account <laughs> Is a dude, presumably, of age, maybe, maybe Well, not. okay. Well, he's a pro on Flickr. He's a pro on well, Flickr. Well, okay. At okay. this point, he actually, well, he's still, he's all currently uploading. 
He See? just uploaded multiple figures. And it's oh my lord, this is it's still terrifying. It's still the yeah. same people in the chat. Like Rich what Rich is still is there. Crazy. So what's the that, story behind this? <laughs> is that we don't even people know. when they grow up, they're still using action figures for their own sort of creativity. I and know. here's a great example. Is I, this link that Matt chastised me for not following through all the way on two years ago, but god damn it I remembered and we're gonna go through it now. Alright, so are you, are you Rich or are you are you Trev? Uh, I feel like I should be Trev because I feel like he's leading this conversation. All right. So, um, so, so Monty, Monty, just, Monty just... I need you to be everyone in this conversation that is not rich or Trev. Can you do that for me? Sure. And yeah, you got to give you them see different the co- voices too. So you we see like the comment section, here. right? Right, Monty? Uh, I'm looking. Oh, okay. Hold on. Yeah. Scroll down. Look at so, the terrifying pictures Trev. of Hermione okay. and Ron. So and what, what we see here is a very oh. strange photo on Flickr Wait, of man. a Hermione doll that is waving goodbye to both Ron and Harry. And yeah. Matt, we went over this a long time ago. I don't think you understood the context for any of this. But what's great is that even now, fully grown people are talking about action <laughs> figures in strange and weird ways. That's, because yeah, the internet true. is a weird ass place and everyone's just trying <clears> to make their way in life. And one of the ways they do that is through action figures. And so here's the comment section of the photo, which is titled Hogwarts end of spring semester. Okay. Bye guys. See you next fall. <laughs> Rich. And, and then, and then they push her. Rich, what are you, a sadist? No, they hugged her goodbye. Trev 2005. I'd rather they pushed her for playing Belle. And some (laughs) movie, presumably. But Harry pranced around naked on stage with a horse. Trev 2005. What's, What's that have to do with anything? Beard Guy 57 says, in quotes, Hi, guys. See you in Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Beer Guy 57. Or at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Trev responds to Rich saying, uh, Harry tre- has no shame, but she does. And then Rich, R- R- Trev 2005. True, true. Connie, what do you have to say as Hermione? Bye. I'll have a surprise for you in the spring. A big surprise. Some say it was Ron who put the growth spell on Hermione. A boobious ginormous. <laughs> Cute. Love the little gar- gargoyles. <laughs> Connie comes back in. Trev 2005. I don't think that's possible as he would screw it up. I don't know. He's been practicing on Hagrid. Okay, great. So <laughs> wait, wait, no, you can't finish. There's two comments left. <laughs> Don't end it now. Greppy Sue, what do you have to say? You Greppy getting ready Sue? for a kegger behind the castle? <laughs> Ron, yes. Harry is packing up his things. So back to living under the stairs. And you might, you might think, hearing this, that that. 
that Trav- that was like the worst three minutes of podcasting we've done. No, since no, five you, discount. you, you might think that those two were done, but in 2023, Trev is still uploading action figures. Matt, and he, you're, whoa, he, you're whoa, missing this, the payoff to this. Okay. Okay. If you're on that picture and you click right, you'll realize oh, that this was a two piece photo. Oh, I remember. <laughs> because in the new photo, Hermione has enlarged breasts now. Oh, no. And they're both, the action figures are both awkwardly pointing at her. The title is Hermione had a growth spurt over the summer. <laughs> and uh, Rich well, comments, hooray for wait, 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 Hold on, hold on. No, Ben, you skipped the subtitle, which is Hermione had a growth spurt over the summer. Yes, I totally ripped off. Um, was inspired by an old SNL skit. And then we get rich. Hooray for boobies. Yeah, so we're not we're not going through the rest oh, of this. No, Rich Ron had a growth spurt too, but he can't show it. And, and poor Harry oh still has God. nothing to show from his summer break. Harry did get a hickey from the vacuum cleaner. Oh, what a loser. Hello. I saw that skit. It was great. Nice screen, smiley face. <laughs> the screen was going to be a window, but I was so laz- uh, busy last night. It would make a nice window. It's for sale if you need it. Not cheap, of course. <laughs> yeah, if only I had one. Thankfully, I do. Lucky. It's almost like you were meant to have it or something. Well, that was passive-aggressive as shit, Dolly Mama. But it's... <laughs> It's not done. They these two are still going at it as as of like yesterday. They're one of their most recent posts. Trev two thousand five posts. Brain and brain. What is brain? There seems to it seems there is seemingly little on Tuesday Taylor's mind, which is a headless photo of a Barbie with this head ripped off, and inside of it it says insert brain here. And Rich is still commenting on Trev's photos. He says, Rich and Connie. Connie's there too. Oh, yeah. Connie, <laughs> going to, this is with Dolly Mama. They're, Con- they're all still there. Yeah, yeah, no, they're but Dolly. They're all still there. But Connie, Connie's not. Posts. Yeah, in various different posts. But, like, I, as I said in the episode, I'm not moving on this time. Uh, Rich said, You ripped her head off? Trev goes, Rich, no. She came this way. I would never ripe anyone's head oh really you have a problem reading english no speak english or spell it no no ouch it's just a scratch if you say so i mean come on what a what a deep world to be involved in with these two and they have this the same is like profile the best pictures. Matt has read through something in the entire history of our podcast. Dude, Not a ter- single mistake in any of this. My God. Bell- in 2022 in June, Rich posted Bellatrix Lestrange. It's Harry Potter. He's all bright and shiny and new again, just in time for the Dark Lord. What the heck? <laughs> oh yeah, no this this one actually has a long form discussion. I, I think here here let's 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 give this a dramatic reading for the audience. Here we go. 
So we got, we while got we're several getting this parts. set up, oh, it's already ready. I'm playing. Rich. A lot of this is nonsense, but no, this I is do all think re- it highlights relevant. <laughs> I do think it highlights my point, though, that people, whether it's IP or not, or whether it's in front of a bunch of people, in front of the three people this guy has, or just with yourself, action figures can be kind of cool, but it's your journey. It is. It is. All right. So here we have a picture of a Bellatrix Lestrange doll. It's oh, Harry yeah. Potter. This is a this is a rich post. Yeah, this is very rich. Oh my no! It's it's by Rich. It's not by Trev. It's yeah, by I know. Rich. I know. This is a rich original. It's Harry Potter. He's all bright and shiny and new again, just in time for the Dark Lord. Smothers. Who is that man? You hot her. I ordered her from Amazon, but won't get her for another week or two. <laughs> IT Helena just came in yesterday. Rich. Oh, that clears it up. Glad I was able to help. Unless as <laughs> a treat. Useless. God, fuck you, Ben. You ruined it all. Useless <laughs> as a teat on a bull. Why am I even here? Prayer is your answer. To who would I be praying to? It should be to whom. <laughs> Technically, it's to whom. <laughs> Technically, ask me if I care. Love her, but I don't remember that much gray in her hair. It's a choice. <laughs> kind of like Trev 2005's back hair. He could shave it, <laughs> but he doesn't. Oh, I'm telling you, there is lore here. I'm sure some have more than other ones. Plus, I kind of black and white the picture a tiny bit. Uh, Rich, oh, that luxurious back hair again? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Keep going. The ones I've seen online are the same, but in the movies, it seems she had just some gray on one side. This looks more like Narcissa. You know Mattel never gets it right. Hey, just like Trev 2005. Well, when I first met you, I thought you were a slut and and, and a whore with too much makeup. But I was wrong that time. You don't wear too much makeup. Rich, silly me. I forgot. Trev 2005. Oh, my. Yes. How silly indeed. So this is like a deeply integrated Ooh. relationship that occurs over Flickr between just three people. Man, and, I, and that, I'm pretty sure one thing that, and I, I through through my research, which is clicking around, I'm pretty sure Connie lives in Arlington, Texas. So get doxxed. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna dox the entirety of Arlington, Texas. To they, find Connie. Yeah, get Connie. No, don't actually. Don't dox people. Holy shoot. Up. This, like, just, like, keeps going. Like, oh, I just it keeps going. On, There's... I clicked on, like, Dolly Mama's account, and they're also commenting on hers. Yeah, side. and they're also posting. Like, there's a world where these are all the same people. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, oh. All right. Oh, we got one more. This all right. We got one, one more. One more. One more. Here right, we go. This one seems disturbing. Here we go. All right. I'll play the part of Dolly Mama for this one. Draculaura cosplays Wednesday. 
black and white real drama drac in a dress by haunt couture altair on etsy it it is it is draculaura cosplaying wednesday adams i'll give it that it's very yeah. apt yeah all right we're gonna start here sugar <laughs> elf starts us beautiful a-line dress i love her color and her safety pin earring and super long braids with highlights heart she looks so good like this heart is there a patty i wasn't invited to <laughs> this guy can't spell the guy spells as well as i do love this look for her the crothover over <laughs> we needed thanks sweetie <laughs> thanks carlin thanks fossey rich crabby patty <laughs> always thanks i agree rich hey <laughs> <laughs> oh my god rich there's a lot of parties you aren't invited to it's thursday adams oh they don't invite me because they know you'll come too rich but i would never go to anything like that I prefer healthy activities like bat hunting in the dark, moist caves, cultivating poison, sumac, and making lizard houses out of popsicle sticks. Sounds fascinating. Rich, I'm just a poor but honest farm boy in the prime of my life. God, that's a fucking shirt right there. Oh, I'm screenshotting that one. That's Holy the first four shit. times the charm shirt. I'm just a poor but honest farm boy in the prime of my life. That and shit the would back sell. Will say, the back will say, well, you have the poor part right. <laughs> Man. Cute. Few... LOL. So, so cute. cute. Thanks. <laughs> and oh thus God. is the story of action figures this has been five figure discount talking about and watching people interact with figures at various stages of their life because what is life (laughs) baby don't hurt me don't hurt me that's what what is love love. oh (laughs) we know what love is i know i do i experience it every single day with my loving wife me too, bro. Oh yeah. And and Monty, you know what? Monty. Yeah. I hope Elaine listens to this episode now. <laughs> She's not. This <laughs> <laughs> well, like really weird. <laughs> well, Monty, you didn't get it right the first time. Nope. And I don't think you got it right the second time when I set you up there. <laughs> We're still actively giving you a chance the third time. And and, and and you're still choosing to not engage with this this aspect of reality. But you know something, Monty? I guess there there's a little bit of lizard person in all of us. Yes. Chris. Oh my god. And you wanna why, Monty? <sighs> Because the the fourth fourth time is the charm. Good Good night night. and good Good morning. morning. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram. That fourth time is the charm. Just quick notes for next time. (laughs) 
Talk to y'all later! <laughs> I, I just I want to share share my analysis of the podcast with Monty because I think it's pretty relevant is that we're just we're just the last podcast on the left mixed with the red letter media without the humor I like I don't like that take because like the number one thing that people like about them is the comedy so it's like we are these two successful things without the thing that makes them successful. Well, there's a reason it's called an X factor. <laughs> yeah, so we just got to find our X factor. It's our charm. And our X factor is WWF's X factor. Do you know who was in the 2001 faction X factor, Matt? Uh Rey Mysterio. He wasn't even in the company then. Come on. Who was in... You can name at least one person who was in X Factor. X Factor? The TV show? No, the group. Mm. Who was in the three-person group X Factor in WWF in 2001? Um, X Factor. X-Pac? Good, good. He was indeed the leader. He had accompanying him. uh, He had hepatitis. That's right. He not anymore though. (laughs) Oh no, and not not after he gave it to a bunch of people. No, that was Abdullah the Butcher who did that. X Pac stayed clean once he got clean. Um, But yeah, he he was in that faction with Prince Albert. Oh, now head NXT trainer Matt Bloom, the famous piercing, and. Just incredible. Just incredible. Wow, you just swooped him, Monty. Yeah, you did. You got yeah. you got in there faster than uh, that was my leader. era, man. That was the attitude era, man. No, no, that's, Monty. That's real. No, no. Two thousand one. Okay, okay. Era. No, really. Two thousand one is the attitude era, but like it got really bad really fast. So See, people ben, try to pretend is, it's not. This the is attitude why I'm era. telling you that mm. we need mm. to do a wrestling series with Monty. Where we start the Raw after Mania 2002. <laughs> that's, 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 I, that's like, let's look the, at, that, that's like, let's look at Jewish history beginning <laughs> in like 1936. That's exactly where I want to start, Ben. <laughs> Matt, you don't understand. I, no, I do. No, you I really know ex- don't. Cause it's not, I was it's watching wrestling then. I was actively watching wrestling. What year What year was the WrestleMania in Chicago? 2006. That's when I stopped watching wrestling for a while. Wow, so you'd also stopped watching because of John Cena. Damn. It was like 99 to like 2006 was when I was most heavily watching. And then it was between 2006 and 2008 was when I was like fading in and out but still up to date. And then I went to high school, and they wouldn't let me watch wrestling. So well, you th- didn't miss much. From two thousand nine slash eight through two thousand and thirteen, I didn't watch too much wrestling. And then I met you. Oh, hey, I'm back. Hey, Hi. hey, and, and just and just a shout out to the fans. We're gonna we're gonna get back to Judaism later in the episode. The the only thing I really. <laughs> I, the one thing I have been watching back are uh, yeah. 1998 Nitros. Okay. And it is amazing because it's like AEW, 
but the lows are much lower, yet the highs are much higher. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I'm much higher, but, like, (laughs) there will be one segment on the show that's just one of the coolest things you've ever seen in your life. Oh, okay. But it's, like, every week. So that's, like, the one thing that keeps everyone watching is you'll sit through 30-minute Hulk Hogan promos, but doesn't matter because Sting's going to zip line down to the ring and like beat the shit out of everyone with a bat. <laughs> hey, I'm up so for like that. it it doesn't matter. Anyway. Did we start yet?